Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus. I'm Ken Thomas, and today we are talking with our friends from the city of Brainerd. We have Brainerd City Administrator Jennifer Bergman with us today, and David Chansky, who is uh, Chansky rather, who is the Brainerd Community Development Director. First of all, folks, welcome back to Community Focus. Thanks, Ken. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jennifer, let's start with you. Uh, I know uh, the chamber has uh, a webinar, I believe, today or a meeting that's going to talk about this CARES Act funding. But uh, this is something that uh, small businesses and nonprofits should know about, shouldn't they? Absolutely. So I I know I've been here. I've talked about the CARES Act funding before. Um, So these are the funds that are appropriated by the federal government. And the state of Minnesota received about $840 million. That was for cities and counties throughout the state. And the city of Brainerd received over a little over a million dollars. And the guidance that we received from that is that there have to it has to meet three very distinct elements. The the funds have to be used for something that was necessary and due to COVID. And it has to be something that was unaccounted for, so it wasn't budgeted. And it had to incur between March 1st and for cities, uh, November 15th. For counties, I believe it's December 1st. So the council uh, did make some appropriations of these funds. Some of them are going to be used to cover the city's COVID expenses to date and then anticipated COVID expenses between now and November 15th. But of that million dollars, the city council approved the allocation of $300,000 for our small businesses for relief grants and then $100,000 for our nonprofits. And as you mentioned, uh, the Bladeck is doing or the chamber is doing a webinar today to talk to businesses a little bit more about how they can use those funds. Yeah. We will be partnering with Crowing County and with Bladeck and pooling our funds. The county has allocated $3 million to small businesses and $1 million to nonprofits. So, yeah, so it's it's uh, we're hoping that businesses and nonprofits really take advantage of these funds that that are being used for that. Yeah, and Jennifer, let me ask a question. Uh, just to clarify, these are these grant dollars or is this a, a loan program again? They are grant dollars, yeah. and for small businesses and nonprofits, it's up to ten thousand dollars. And for small businesses, it's for those who have 50 or fewer employees. But I would encourage people to go to the to Crowing County's website or Bladex website to get more information. And also, just just a note for your listeners: the the uh, deadline to apply for these funds is September 18th. So act you know act quickly. They've made the application really pretty easy. Yeah, no doubt. All right. Now, um, Jennifer, what else is going on in the city that we should be aware of? Well, as of August 12th, uh, we uh, made the decision to completely open City Hall to the public. So now people can just come here. We do have masks and hand sanitizer available uh, at the east entrance. And so... Uh, people can just go and, and go to the floor uh, to wherever they need. Um, also, the city council uh, had their first in-person meeting on September 8th, which was really nice. I, I think it was it was nice to be back in person. Mm-hmm. What's great about that, however, is with this technology, we still are able to have WebEx 
So we had our council and staff in person. We had our presenters present via WebEx or video. And then we had a phone number, an 800 number, that people could call in and still participate. Well, starting September 21st, we're going to be opening these meetings to the public, to people in person. But we're going to continue with WebEx. So people can still join us via phone or via video. And I think the council really just wants to try to make our meetings as available to the public as possible. So you think about winter. It's 30 below. Well, you can still call in um, and listen to our council meeting. And these are also live streamed. So there's just a lot of options, I think, for the public to be able to to stay on top of what the council is doing. Yeah. And those that are uncomfortable with being in an enclosed area during the pandemic, they can watch and still participate. And those that feel comfortable, I would imagine, uh, still masks required. Absolutely. Masks are required. And again, we'll have hand sanitizer. Uh, We believe that we can appropriately social distance. There may be times, however, when we believe that there will be a number of people that will want to attend the council meetings that we may consider doing just some kind of hybrid where some are in person and some are joining via phone. We want to be very mindful and respectful um, of the social distancing requirements. I understand. All right. Very good. Um, and, uh, of course, uh, getting ready for fall and winter, that's always excited because for a lot of your departments, they'll be switching gears too, right? For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, do I understand there's been some resignations we should know about? Yeah, some pretty big announcements have happened in the last couple of weeks. Um, first of all, Parks Director Tony Saylor has announced his retirement. His last day will be on December 18th. And then um, Police Chief uh, McQuiston also has announced his retirement. He'll be retiring effective November 28th. These are two really key positions um, in our community, and so and both of them have been with the city for for decades, and both will be very sorely missed. Um, uh, we wish them well on their retirement, uh, but certainly going to be big shoes to fill. Yes, and I would imagine you are taking applications now, or tell us about that process for replacing these key people. Absolutely. So right now, the Civil Service Commission has a meeting to start talking about a replacement for the police chief. And right now, the park board is talking about what a replacement for the parks director looks like in the future. So, so yeah, it'll it'll information will continue to come forward as as they figure this out. Very good. Yeah, and a couple of folks that have been there a long time really between Tony and uh, Corky, they've they've both been there in those positions for quite some time, haven't they? Yes, they have been. All right. Well, we wish them the best of luck and uh, we'll see what happens. We'll wait to hear from the city as to uh when you'll be um and what you'll be doing with those positions. And we'll make sure we keep you posted. Very good. Well, David, uh, let's talk a little bit about what's going on in your department as the Brainerd Community Development Director. Um, what's on the top of your list? So, Ken, right now I think the, the most exciting thing I've got for you today is uh, we've come before, uh, we've talked about with you before about the development of the Mississippi Landing Trailhead Park, uh, taking that parking lot 
uh, right on East River Road, just south of the high rise, and really creating, turning that into a community space that provides um, nice access to the public to the Mississippi River. Um, throughout this process, we've been we've started to seek funding opportunities to make this a reality. Um, this spring, uh, we the city submitted a proposal to the Legislative Citizen Commission on Minnesota Resources, otherwise known as LCCMR. Uh, we were requesting $3.8 million to construct the Mississippi Landing Trailhead. Um, it was a, a process, a multi-step process that involved submitting a proposal, the commission reviewing proposals, the commission inviting uh, certain uh, communities um, to and, and organizations to present to them. And then on August 13th, they met to make a selection of which proposals they would be funding for their 2021 year. So they consider proposals one year and fund them the next year. Okay. Um, and on August 14th, the city of Brainerd was informed that the commission selected the Mississippi Landing Trailhead Park to be funded at, a, at an amount of $2.85 million, um, which is, a, which is I think, blew all of us out of the water here <laughs> yeah. at the city. Um, moving forward, we still have a few more steps that we have to go through. Uh, we have a work plan that needs to be submitted by the end of this week. Um, and then, ultimately, this is a recommendation from this commission to the state legislature, and the, uh, the legislature will will be uh, approving their recommendation probably in early early 2021, probably January or February, um, assuming that this amount gets gets approved as part of that recommendation. Um, that 2.8 million dollars will become available on July 1st of 2021. So some very exciting news when it comes to the Mississippi Landing Trailhead. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, the biggest thing is always the funding, and that's a lot of money, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. All right, so if all the um, dominoes fall uh, the way they're supposed to, uh, when would you maybe start looking at some actual work down there, or are we a ways off from that yet? You know, Ken, I think that's still to be determined. Um, now that we have uh, a big chunk of funding, um, one of the things we've been ter- determining is obviously we, we're just under a million dollars less than we had originally requested, so we are de- making a little bit some alterations, figuring out, okay, what items can maybe would be in future phases, so phasing this project. Wow. Um, but I think one of the first steps is at this point, now that we have some funding that's pending approval, is really kind of meeting with the city council and the park board and really figuring out, okay, what are the, what are the next steps? Uh, really, the next step would be engine, formal engineering and design for the park. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've done some preliminary design, but really doing the engineering and design in preparation for construction. So working with the city council and the park board uh, in correlation with the Riverfront Committee that's really been championing this project for almost five years, almost a little over five years now. Um, and then then getting into that construction phase. I would estimate that, um, you know, conservatively, I would say probably 2022 is when we'd see most of the construction happening with 2021 kind of being that planning and design time. Still very, very exciting news. And boy, that group that's been working so hard to develop this 
They must be ecstatic. Oh, yeah, they're thrilled. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Okay, well, keep us posted on this, David, because I think it's exciting for the city of Brainerd. There's no Absolutely. doubt about that. Uh, what else is happening in your office that we should know of? Yeah, right now the city, uh, the planning commission is reviewing consultants to conduct a, a comprehensive update of our zoning code. Um, this is something that's been in discussion for a while. Uh, really what we're looking at doing is kind of taking our code and rewriting it in a way that really reflects the city of Brainerd and our community um, and reflects all the character of our various neighborhoods and commercial districts. Um, right now, our our code is kind of a little disjointed. It's something that's been in place for almost about 30 years and has kind of been piecemealed, um, updated over those years. And we really want to take an opportunity to kind of uh, relook at the whole thing and really make it fit our community today and what we see into the future. So they will actually... Uh, be meeting this Wednesday evening and hopefully making a decision on which uh, consultant they would like to go with and then making a recommendation to the city council. Our goal is to kind of kick off that project um, sometime in October uh, and then with a goal kind of completion slash implementation of the new code, my goal is kind of January of 2022. Okay, so another process that just takes a little while, but uh, that's exciting too, isn't it? Because... uh, uh, I think that's one of those things where uh, you maybe don't look at that code that often, but it sounds like the way it was piecemealed together over the years, it really needs an update. Yep, yep, and it just kind of part of the part of the goal of this is really make it um, more user friendly. Yeah. Uh, putting a lot more right now has there really aren't any illustrations or anything in it, making it um, both easy to implement, but also easy for the end user to kind of understand what what the regulations are, what the expectations are, um, to make it more friendly to pretty much everyone across the board, from developers to residents who are just looking to put up a shed or a fence. Yeah, sounds good. All right, anything else that we should be aware of? And the last thing I have for you, Ken, today, I just want to remind people, you know, as we uh, march towards the end of summer here and into the fall months, you know, we still do probably have another month or so of, of grass that's going to continue to be growing you know, here in September, we start to see a little more rain, um, which means the grass is going to continue to grow. So I just want to remind people to um, continue to do take doing their part to keep rain beautiful, uh, mow your grass as the leaves begin to fall, kind of try to stay on top of that. Um, with both of those, again, we'd like to encourage people to please try to keep grass clippings and leaves out of the street when they're in the street. They tend to end up in our storm sewer system and clog up our storm sewer system. Um, so we want to keep that clear. Also, also with uh, with garbage as well, just keep that uh, picked up. And we also want to just ask and remind people that when you are putting out your garbage bin, um, we do ask you to kind of keep it off the street. And then after it is picked up, we encourage people to kind of pull that back in as soon as possible. All right. Let's keep Brainerd beautiful. Very good. Well, folks, thank you so much for being here today to talk about these uh, things that are happening in the city of Brainerd, and we'll look forward to chatting with you again down the line. You bet, Ken. If I can mention one more thing. Sure. I uh, just wanted to mention that the city council will be holding a budget workshop tonight at the training or the fire department training room at 6 p.m. Um, so that's a, another thing out there. We are starting to work on our 2021 budget. It's that time of the year, isn't it? It certainly is. <laughs> All right, Jennifer, thank you very much. 
All right. Our guests today, we thank them for being with us. Jennifer Bergman is the Brainerd City Administrator. David Chansky, the Brainerd Community Development Director. I'm Ken Thomas, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. We remind you that our Community Focus programs can be heard anytime on our website, 1067wjjy.com. You can also find our Community Focus programs on our free downloadable app. That's powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.